We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We are into June, and we're continuing to grade two start starters in the show. Joe Girardi is out of a job. Uh, that and more coming up next on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Clay Link here with FSWA Hall of Famer Todd Zola. Good to talk with you, Todd. Uh, not a lot in the pickup world this weekend in our staff league. It was pretty quiet, but uh, some news today with, as I mentioned, Joe Girardi getting canned by the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, Jordan Alvarez got a six-year extension today. Jacob deGrom could be nearing some mound work and uh, sounds like Clayton Kershaw may be on the verge of a short rehab assignment. How are you on this Friday afternoon? Well, I'm still gainfully employed. I do not have an extension and I'm not about to come off of rehab. <laughs> How's that? So yeah, everybody's different and uh, <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. I, the Girardi thing kind of maybe it didn't surprise me a ton, but I mean, is is it obvious to you as it is me, I guess is what I'm trying to get out of my mouth, that this is just a scapegoat type of thing? Yeah, I tweeted it earlier today. I said, isn't it? It's so it's it's truly amazing how Joe Girardi's defensive lapses and inability to throw strikes coming out of the bullpen cost the team so many games, you know? <laughs> Um, and it, you know, so he didn't put that team together. Well, the, the, exactly. Else. That, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. And the irony of it all is the man who did put it together, you know, hammered him, you know, axed him too. So, yeah, uh, to me, there has to be some other reason. It might not be, I don't know that it's ill will necessarily, but there has to be a sense that the room, he doesn't have the room's attention, right? They're not. They're not lost in clubhouse. Yeah, they're not busting their butt for Joe Girardi. That sort of thing. You know what I mean? Um, I wonder if he called for the bunt that Gene Segura tried to lay down. Uh, or, or that I wonder, may be a fireable offense. Well, yeah, I, I would. Yeah, <laughs> considering. Uh, yeah, I mean, we we talk every week about players that just aren't worth holding on to, even though they're really good. Segura fits that mold, right? You can't, yeah. especially in a twelve teamer. You can't. Uh, you have to get rid of him. 
Problem is, I don't know how hard you've had to look for middle infielders. There's not a ton of them out there. So it's, 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 yeah, the, the, the nature of the beast this season, but no, um, I don't, if he did call for that bunt, I don't know if it's, a, I mean, you're, I mean, some, semi tongue in cheek, but um, it, it could have been the last in a series of events, I suppose. But I'm, um, you know, curious to see where Philly goes. Do they go inside the org? Do they look for someone a little bit fiery? You know, obviously you hire Joe Girardi for a veteran team that you think, needs you know experienced manager in the playoffs and at this point that's that's not what this current team needs hmm. right so the, it, it's it also could just be a, a fit thing so but yeah i mean from a fantasy point of view uh spoiler alert i have a feeling that eric and i'll talk about this a little bit on tomorrow's uh serious uh, it'll be a serious show but i'm curious to see if sir uh sir anthony dominguez gets a look at closer Curious to see if Bryson Stott gets a long look and if there's any shaking up of the lineup, um, you know, with, with the new manager. That's that's from a fantasy point of view what I'm kind of looking at. Yeah, it's uh, well put. And uh, Girardi didn't assemble that defense and nope. bring in just Knavel to bolster the bullpen. Yeah. So he didn't bust up. He was up. playing with a tough hand, hand dealt to him. Yeah, he didn't bust up. Bryce Harper's elbow, right? He didn't. Uh, he didn't uh, shake his magic wand and have Didi Gregorius lose even more range at shortstop. We keep talking about the outfield. You know, I don't think we talk about the infield enough as far as the uh, left side of the infield, the poor defense. True, and yeah, I was kind of saying that in you know somewhat jokingly about you know Girardi ordering Segura to lay down the bunt, but who knows? Maybe that was part of it. I mean, Segura out yeah. ten to twelve weeks and. He mm. was indeed dropped in our Rotowire Stake League. That's a 14-teamer, so people, you know, no IL spots in this league, so people just not willing to wait that potentially three-month absence out. Yeah, I have him in the XFL, which uh, 17-man reserve. I was able to put Bryson Stott in. I happen to have him as a minor leaguer, but I will be looking for uh, middle infielders. We have a reserve draft the first of each month, um, and that's, that's the first Sunday of each month, which is coming up this weekend. So I'm be looking to replace him. And, um, yeah, it's an interesting league. We uh, Jeff Erickson and I have been jostling bet between amongst five or six people, any of which of us can be in first place or sixth place on any given day. It's really close. It's really fun. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And I mentioned that there's a pretty light week for fab pickups in the stake league. Actually, probably the lightest week this season so far. Kind of a quiet one. Michael Harris was still out there in this league, so he went for 11. Then Jeffrey Springs for six. Rugnet Odor, four. Kyle Farmer's been hot. He went for four. Uh, Dakota Hudson, Keegan Thompson. Oscar Gonzalez is kind of interesting. He's a big old boy. Yeah. Uh, Franchi Cordero, James, back in the Franchi Cordero business. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Intervention time. <laughs> Devin Smeltzer picked up for three. Jake Junis. So, I mean, there were a number of pickups, but nobody really – yeah, none of that like top tier talent that really. Yeah, Smeltzer, Junis, they're interesting. They're they're showing a little bit of signs. I don't know if they've got two starts coming up this week, but yeah, I mean it's a different time schedule anyway, different um, staggered differently. But even so, they're interesting names for for uh, streamers at this point. Um, yeah, a lot of fill-ins. Uh, there was one name that I heard. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. There was, I thought I heard one hitter that I was. Maybe. 
No, no, Stephen Thompson. No, hitter that I was semi interested in, but maybe I'm, maybe I was waiting here to say Christopher Morel, but he was probably picked up last week. Yeah, Luis. Um, I'm forgetting his the, one of the many Luises, the one on uh, the Nationals. Garcia. Got, yeah, they just got brought back. Actually, it was one of the many Garcias. Forget the one yeah, of the many yeah. Luis. Yeah, I'm interested. I'm interested in Luis Garcia. I've always been interested in Luis Garcia. Hit the ball hard in September of last year. Thought that might carry over to this year, and uh, he just didn't have a great spring. So um, I'm I'm definitely interested in Luis Garcia. I saw a number of twins not are going on the restricted list for the trip to Toronto. So if you can get like Kepler and, and those guys out of your lineup. Probably want to do that. And before we get to two start starters, you had a fun little activity this week with the tout table. Todd, you assembled a little crew for a Memorial Day mock draft. How did that go? Um, I came in last. No, I, I think it, I think it was it was fine. Uh, we got uh, eleven touts and friend of tout to participate. We actually got through twenty three rounds in about four or five days, which, as you know, for a group of this nature, is kind of a minor miracle. Um, and industry folks aren't known for their their uh, speed drafting, although, you know, you wouldn't have volunteered if you weren't going to keep the pace up. So appreciate those folks. I wrote about it in the Z files uh, uh, posted earlier today, uh, rotowire.com slash try or slash radio. I think you can slash just about any word in a, in a, at this point. <laughs> yeah, uh, you can do but, trial. Uh, and, and yeah. Um, radio slash, wait, thing. we're a po- slash pod slash pod gets it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, to, to check out that piece and everything else on the site. Uh, there's going to be an upcoming tout table that looks at it. Uh, the link uh, when we when we put the podcast out, I'll put the link out for the for the actual draft itself. But it was fine. It was interesting. I was kind of I was expecting the NFPC to have their Memorial Day, you know, their second chance draft, but they didn't do it this year, focusing on other things. Um, so I kind of ah whatever. Then like, a couple of days later, I was like, you know what? Let's let's have the draft anyway. It's just just do it by itself, whatever. So we did. And uh, interesting. Um, one draft, you can't draw too many conclusions. But I think if you take a look, I do think you can find players where if, if you disagree in a big way where the player was drafted, it's not just that one person drafted them late or whatever. It's I mean, everybody else passed on. them. So if, if there's someone who fell that you feel too far, maybe there's an opportunity to acquire that person via trade. If you went, if you felt someone went too early, all it takes is one person to draft the player too early. It takes the entire league to pass on a player to make them be too late. Right. So if you think of it right. that way, so that's one of the, you know, even though it's just one draft, don't want to read too much into it. Uh, if there's a player, you you're really surprised how far they fell. There's a chance that your league feels the same way. And that's an opportunity to potentially make a trade. Yeah, that's a good way to think about this, the results of this mock, maybe a, a tool for, for trade targets and yeah, just kind of gauging how other people are, are valuing these players. Definitely check out the Z files, taking stock of a Memorial Day mock, rotowire.com. And I like how you went about formatting this article because you have you know players falling out of the first round, Corbin Burns, Vladimir Guerrero, Shohei Otani, Garrett Cole, and players jumping into the first, Acuna, Betts, what a run Betts is on. Judge, who's just named, I think, AL Player of the Month, and then uh, Manny Machado, starting pitchers falling out of the top 10, Woodruff, Julio Urias, Bieber, Scherzer, and then pitchers jumping into the top 10, Shane McClanahan, and he was actually the SP3 in this mock, and then uh, yep. Gaussman and 
Joe Musgrove, Sandy Alcantara. So, and a lot more stuff. Definitely check it out. Really, really interesting. And we had a question in the uh, chat here. Keeper trade question. Just get to this. So we have a little time. Trade Andrew Vaughn for Justin Turner and Tyrone Taylor. See, I think I'd rather have Vaughn in the keeper league than the, the uh, if it's a win now trade. I don't I don't think I'm gonna lose sleep dealing away Vaughn if I significantly improve my chances of winning. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, all right, he's a good keeper, he could develop, but this to me is the classic try to win now trade. And I don't know the obviously don't know the contracts, but there's a chance that Tyrone Taylor is a keeper. Yeah, I actually just made a trade for him this morning. Yeah. I um, traded uh, in the Maki League. I traded an expiring Tyler Malley for 3A Tyrone Taylor. Yeah. But I'm not so, looking at him as like, yeah, for sure a keeper, but yeah, probably a keeper. I don't know Lorenzo Kane's contract status. I can't, can't be very much. And even if he is still with the club, I mean, it's going to be the point where they can't be, it's not, it's not a pot committed contract where they have to play in Milwaukee. Yeah. I think so he's no, hinted that he's retiring. After yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So if I'm trying to compete, I, I actually jump all over the trade. Uh, I don't know that you're going to get a whole lot more for, uh, for, for Vaughn. Um, so to me, a, 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 you know, an upgrade to Turner and then a, a crab, you know, shot in the dark with Tyron Taylor. Sure. Why not? Okay. Yeah. I, I think that's well put. If you're in a position of going for it, yeah, that that does change things. I, I like Vaughn quite a bit, so I'm thinking I, mean, I could even multi years, but I could even do that in a redraft league. I, well, that that take that yeah, I think that goes without saying. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, anyway. Yeah, a good question though. I wanted to at least touch yeah. on that. And yeah. uh, anything else on your mind before we get into two start starters? Uh let's uh, no, let's talk about well. The thing is, we can we can vamp because we're not going to be talking very long about two. It's not a very good crowd, a group this week. Now, of course, subject to change, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All right, real quick, what I I, I tweeted, I tweet, maybe this will help a little background too. Just when we start to think about these things, I tweeted out June uh, May's May's numbers relative to other months. Uh, strikeout rate was its lowest since 2018 in May. Strikeouts are hitting down. Um, runs are back up, but home runs aren't up as much. I don't think we can unequivocally say that batters are making the adjustment and putting the ball in play, but it's you know one month's worth of data is certainly pointing in that direction. Nice. Yeah, I'm glad to see as a fan and as a fantasy player who you drafted a certain way that offense is trending upward. And Yeah. But it's good to see. And I'll just say, too, you mentioned Sir Anthony Dominguez. I really think that's a good call because, I mean, maybe he has the job before the weekend's out. But if not, great spec because Canable's just, I don't know, just lost it all of a sudden. And with a new yeah. skipper in town, maybe they want to make a move to kind of shake. Yeah, that's what, yeah I think that those are the two obvious, at least looking to see if uh, Bryson Stott gets a little boost of confidence and gets some regular playing time. He stole his first base. A couple days ago, and if nothing else, it's a sign of confidence. So um, I don't think, you know, I don't know who else. I mean, I'm not going to go out and go, you know, pound the, you know, Nick Maton. Who does Philly have? You know, to, mm-hmm. so I, I think it's, it's 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 part of why Girardi is out of a job. Um, but anyway, so yeah, let's uh, let's not to delay the pain anymore. Let's take a look at these two start pitchers. Sounds good. I will just say one more <laughs> to one more thing. If yeah, you. Yeah. Uh, 
If you really need like a really deep closer sleeper, yeah, well, not necessarily deep sleeper, but like if you're really ready, ready looking to, to throw a flyer, how about we circle back to Robert Suarez? Because yeah. all of a sudden Taylor Rogers is he's given up seven runs his last three appearances and three straight losses. Yeah. Um wonder, in my draft champions, him. I still have Suarez. Yeah. I think he was probably dropped in a lot of places, but I agree. Now, I don't know that the change would be permanent, right? Couldn't it it, it may just be because they Rogers, traded for Rogers, obviously. Right. And it and he obviously crushed it leading the league in saves so far. But I'm, you know, especially when you're prospecting for saves, I don't use the word prospecting because that implies looking for young kids. When you're looking for saves, yeah, you just, you just, you, you know, it's, you, you care about who's hot now or who's playing now, right? If Suarez, oh, only Suarez is only going to get me five saves over three weeks. Well, that's five saves over three weeks. In three weeks, Clay and I will tell you who to get next, right? Mm. That, 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 that's, that's the plan. Get Suarez, get five saves, and in three weeks, we'll figure out who the next, uh, you know, flavor of the month is. And to be clear, you know, Rogers hasn't lost a job and don't know that right. he's hurt or anything, but something just seems a little weird. He hit two batters yesterday. He gave up two hits and didn't even record an out. So yeah, maybe you just grab Suarez to see what happens, but I yeah. uh, just wanted to throw yep. that out there yep, yep, before yep. we get into the two start pitchers. Let's take a quick break to hear a word from our blue wire sponsors. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, we are back on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Clay Link here with Todd Zola, and 
getting into our two-start pitcher grades for next week, the week of June 6th already. Man. Wow. It, it goes by. Um, and if you're unfamiliar, zero to five scale, zero being, you know, we're completely hands-off, five reserved to the four. You know what? You don't, you don't even have to explain tier. five this week. You don't even uh, maybe, there maybe no five. I think <laughs> I'll give Nasty Nestor a five. Yeah, I was gonna so, say yeah. there's gonna be a five or two, but there's few and far between. Yeah, it's uh maybe another big week for offense coming up. Maybe some of these uh arms towing the rubber. Uh Madison Bumgarner at Cincy, then at Philly. Uh two tough pitcher park or two tough hitter parks. And I actually saw that Great Americans, I think Great American has a We've seen more runs scored there than even in Coors to date. So it's uh, really playing up for well, offense. Coors is waking up, though, right? Yeah, Last, Coors is yeah, this Miami, week crazy. Miami woke up Coors and Atlanta. Yeah, Coors is waking up. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, I think I just saw somebody mention that on Twitter just before the show that um, they're consistently going the over on the over-under in Cincinnati. Yep. Uh, Bumgarner, again, at Cincinnati, at Philly. It's been okay, but... With those parks, I think I'm going to go two. Yeah, uh, the, the you know it, it's not. I mean, the park is the park. It's the offense within the park, and neither of them are all that great. So I I think I'm only going going to go one, but because uh, I mean both offenses have got some players that can play, but I'm only going to go on one with Bumgarner. I'm not going to go zero, but I'm going to go one. Okay, I got you done as a one on Mad Bum. Moving on, then uh, Tyler Gilbert. I don't see any reason to uh, consider him, but no, no I'll add no him to reason. the list as a zero. Tyler Gilbert, and I'll include these with the show notes on the uh, with the podcast when we're done. Kyle Wright just keeps it going, man. Two four one ERA versus Oakland versus Pitt. I'm tempted to give Kyle Wright a five. Um, again, I like to reserve that for the very top of the the class, so I'm going to go four, but. You know, if I'm thinking Nestor's a five, it's it's pretty close, but I'm going to lean four for Wright. Wright is one of the top options of the week. So if you're if you're kind of if you're if you're grading on a curve, he's a five this week. If we're grading kind of relative to the season, I agree he's a four. I'm looking at these matchups though. I think these matchups bring him to a five. I think I think with Oakland and Pittsburgh at home, I, I'm going to go five with Kyle Wright. Loving riding the Kyle Wright train this year. He's been one of my big pickups uh, so far this year. Kyle Bradish is one and three with a six eight two ERA. He had a little bit of prospect hype, but I'm looking here and I'm thinking, I think I'm going to give him a one. But I think in most cases, you're probably just dropping him if you're assuming you're not going to use him here. Yeah, I mean, you know, he does have the Cubs at home, and at home is a good thing now. I'm gonna I'm gonna go zero, but I agree that I if I'm not using him this week, I'm I'm, I'm dropping him. Uh, I just he's hit too he's been hit too hard and by not some by some not good teams, so I'm going zero. Sounds like even the Baltimore Orioles players are kind of thinking the new dimensions are are pretty laughable. I think there was maybe an anonymous quote from some player who just says you know we all think it's kind of a joke, but I think they maybe did overdo it out in left field at at Camden. Uh, Michael Waka, Garrett Whitlock versus, or I'm sorry, at the Angels, then at Seattle. Waka's been great. Whitlock's been good, although Whitlock, well, uh, yeah, six innings and no Ks. That was the weird anomaly. Yeah, 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 yeah. But still a guy I think you want going. So I'm going to give Whitlock a four and I think Waka a three. With you. 
with you. Yep. Agree. All right. He's noted here. No two-star starters for the Cubs because they got two off days. But then for the Reds, Hunter Green. Nine games this week, so it all evens out. Oh, yeah, that's true. Huh? <laughs> yeah, didn't weren't they the weird like three two-start starters last week? Then? Yeah, I don't know how it worked out, but yeah, they 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 did have you know that, that tentatively was it was yeah, yeah, projected yeah. for three two-start starters. Hunter Green has struggled and uh, he had those couple flashes against the Pirates and in Toronto where he looked good, but he's bagged his changeup from what I can tell. And uh, as a fastball slider guy whose fastball is getting knocked around, it's it's going to be a tough tough situation for him because if pitchers or if hitters just lay off the slider and just sit dead red on the heater, um, as great as the velocity is, it's, it's a little straight, and so major league hitters can do some real damage. Versus Arizona at St. Louis, I think I'm going to give Hunter Green a two. And I think I'm going to give Graham Ashcraft a two as well. Graham Ashcraft's really been impressive, but I need to still see a little bit more before I really feel good about signing off on him. I mean, he's been great, but the K's are are lacking. Yeah, um, saw Green against the Red Sox the other night, and I you kind of spelled it out perfectly. If you wait him out, if you make him throw strikes – the, the even though it's 100 102 miles an hour if you know the fastball's coming major league pitcher major league hitters can put it in play um i think that you know it reminds me a lot of nathan Ivaldi when Ivaldi started to come up you know need, needs to uh, needs a secondary pitch or two with a little bit of a wrinkle to fully develop um i guess i'm going to go one for both of them um uh, but i you know i think they both i like their uh I'm going to talk really fast. One for both. I'm going to put it off while the siren's on. All good. Appreciate that, but um, no biggie. I was telling James Anderson during the XM show today, uh, I heard a little interview with Kyle Farmer, the Reds, after last night's game, and he was saying, like, during the game, he was talking to one of his teammates, like, does Graham Ashcraft have the nastiest stuff on the entire team? And, um, and With the eye test, like, it is impressive. He's throwing 99, 100, and some movements, but uh, again, the K's just haven't really been there. Big ground ball guy, but and he's not a total nothing when it comes to K's, but I would like to see a few more K's and uh, evaluate him over a little bit larger body of work before the, I during the off. During the Red Sox Red Series earlier in the week, I don't remember which, maybe it was Dennis Eckersley, I think it was, I think it was Eck, was saying if Louis Castillo could teach Ashcroft and uh, Green the changeup, they, they 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 would have something so <laughs> yeah. you know i mean it, it makes sense but you know you still have to, you still have to be able to throw it i was encouraged by just how good luis looked against the red Sox. that's no easy assignment so yep yeah so he looked really good and they had a number come up during that broadcast like most strikeouts on the change up over the last like five years or whatever i mean nobody's even close to uh luis castillo for the guardians cal quantrill Connor Pilkington. Pilkington's got pretty good numbers, but he's been a reliever most of the year, hasn't he? So oh, yeah, he well, struck out eight. I was wow. gonna say last start, he kind of moved himself into the you must consider category. Yeah, he went five in that and struck out eight. That's that's really impressive. So I hadn't really paid him much mind, but I guess it is time to take note of uh Connor Pilkington for Quantrill and Pilkington. It's versus Texas versus Oakland. That's what you want. So I'm gonna give Cal Quantrill. A three, I think, and then Pilkington. 
a one. I think I'd rather have Ashcraft as a streamer over him right now. Those matchups are leaving, or I'm, I'm willing to take the shot on Pil- Pilkington as a two after his last huh? start. These, these, I'm not, I'm not really concerned, you know, on, about the matchups. Good call. I do worry about him. You know, he went five last time, but is he going to be able to get the five? He's got to be yeah, pretty I mean, efficient. The, both of those offenses, Oakland especially right now, uh, but even the Texas offense, they're they're not they're not scary. Very, very true. Um, Herman Marquez, he's on the road for two at San Francisco, at San Diego. But, I mean, I, I have him in my main. Maybe I'll use him. But I'm also thinking maybe I'll drop him. And if I can get a better option, I'll plug him in. So I'm going to give him a one just because I could see myself. But even away from Coors, Marquez is no longer like a, an option you feel good about. I agree. Um I guess I'm giving him one out out of respect, but I don't know that he's earned it. Yeah, you're you're doing that to not hurt my feelings too no, much. As a no, former, well, I mean, uh, Herman I mean, Marquez guy. I've been pretty open. You shouldn't even have him on your team, but uh... <laughs> you have been open about that for many years. <laughs> now I think about well, it. you have a track record that you can do whatever the heck you want. Well, I told James like, well, I kind of had to take Marquez. He kept falling and falling. Well. Sometimes those guys are like a stale burger sitting under a, you know, heating lamp or something. <laughs> you just don't, you don't need to reach out and grab them. Uh, Michael Kopech versus the Dodgers versus Texas. Tough start, nice finish. Um, I don't. He's not a five yet, but I think Kopech against the Dodgers. I think I'm going to go. I think I'll go four. I just he's been so good. I don't know how you can sit him here. No, going to go four as well. Nice. Then Detroit's got two off days, so no two-star starters for them. Then Christian Javier versus Seattle versus Miami. He's been great, so let me see how far he's been going lately into his starts. Took a no decision, only went four, but then five and two-thirds and six, two prior. And So, yeah, I actually think this is a nice opportunity for him to bounce back after you know, two good starts and kind of a clunker. But, again, versus Seattle versus Miami. I'll give him a four. I'm going to say that I think that in a vacuum, it's a four. Re- again, if we're scaling relative to the other starters this week, it's a five. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to stick with, you know what? No, I'm going to scale it a little bit. I'm going to go five. Okay. I think you could see that being. I mean, justified. again, I mean, another week, he could be the eighth or ninth best starter. This week, he's probably one of the top three, right? I mean, yeah. Kyle Wright, Javier, uh, Kopech. I mean, he's probably one of the top three. We haven't talked about Nasty nasty Nestor yet, but we'll get there. Daniel Lynch, Brad Keller for Kansas City. So they're versus Toronto, and that's honestly about all I need to see. The second one is versus Baltimore, but I mean, neither of these guys has, has been great. Uh, Keller's been okay, but I just don't trust this team and don't trust this organization when it comes to pitching development, so... I'll give Keller one, but Lynch, Lynch, I think is a zero until I see more. Yep, I'm I'm with you exactly there. Yeah, Keller, I know you've kind of liked, but I can't justify more than a, a one with Toronto. Doing yeah, it. Toronto's going to be Toronto's going to make a lot of team. They're already starting to make some uh, uh, rotations pay, but yeah, they they are due, as they say. Noah Syndergaard lines up for two. He had a really rough outing. 
He's had some really bad ones. He had a, an eight inning gem in between, but then May 16th, he didn't make it out of the first inning against Texas against the Yankees. He gave up five earned runs on May 31st. Any uh, concern with Thor and, and this kind of new version of himself? I have not done a real deep dive. What is he, what, you know, was he throwing the slider? What's his velocities? But I mean, I was, I was, you know, concerned. I want, yeah, there is concern. I mean, I need to, I can rectify it. And before I, before I do the official ranks, I'm going to take a little bit of a look because, you know, keep in mind, he was uh, shut, shut it off from throwing the slider and curve during rehab last year. Yeah. So even if he is throwing him this year, I don't know how effective he can be with him. So I am concerned. The you know the first start with Boston, you know Boston you know crushes is crushing most pitchers, but once in a while someone sneaks in and keeps them down. I don't know if if Syndergaard's that guy. Yeah, it looks like Syndergaard leaning pretty heavily on the sinker changeup four seam combo, mixing in the slider about. 16% of the time. He's a, wasn't he like 40% slider before? That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that, and, and it wasn't just a slider. It was like one of the best sliders, right? You know? Yeah. So, uh, Syndergaard versus Boston versus the Mets. I'm mm. going to go, uh, I think I'm going to go three, but that feels high just off the top. Yeah. I mean, you put another name in there, right? With the same numbers and we're not even thinking about it. Yeah. But it's Syndergaard, right? I'm going to go. I'm going to go, you know, it's, they're both home. I'm going to give it three, and it's because they're home. Yeah, I'm a little reluctant, but I'll say three, two. No two-star starters for the Dodgers, but I'm really watching Tyler Anderson tonight. Then he'll get the White Sox next week. He's 6-0. and The 290 ERA, a good article on Fangraphs about how Tyler Anderson's changed his changeup grip. So uh, good to see him breaking out and yeah. good find by the Dodgers. Another success for you success story and well they haven't had one for a while (laughs) at least a week and a half yeah a week and a half since their last reclamation (laughs) project paid off uh trevor rogers been one of the bigger disappointments of the year oh i keep eating this too and i i'm thinking you know i'm not going to take him out of my lineup but um you know if he has another or a couple bad outings here i'm gonna have to start by looking at him as a streamer pretty strictly but uh, versus washington at houston i said i'm not taking him out of my lineup but i still i think i'll have to give him like a two. Uh, yeah, oh man i he has me befuddled i mean he, he has me befuddled yeah. um i'm gonna i'm gonna go one uh at one. houston's just i mean he should be like a he should be matchup proof in the three to four range shouldn't he at least that's what we but thought. Was last but last year, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go one. I, I, I just don't know. Yeah, I like the matchup against Washington, but you're right. He, at Houston's pretty scary, so I get what you're I get where you're coming from. Uh, I'm just stubborn and I'm not going to take him out of my personal you know, lineups yet. Yeah, I don't – I, I mean, I think I have him in Otno, so I have the decision to go up and down. I don't know that I have him anywhere else. So, yeah, it's – it's I he would – I mean, it's not the same as Barrios because Barrios has a track record, but they're kind of similar in that you're basing it on history and expectations why they should bounce back, as opposed to Alex Cobb and the and the FIP, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I just mentioned like Tyler Anderson and his changeup. It seems like the 
complete opposite situation for Trevor Rogers. Like he's lost his changeup. Right. Right. And then he was leaning on his slider a little bit and having a little bit of success, but then it fell apart again in cores and uh, yep. he kind of needs that slider to come along. Yep. So, uh, and then Adrian Hauser from Milwaukee, they've been ravaged by injuries now with Freddie Peralta out and Brandon Woodruff. Although Woodruff, I guess said recently that he's expecting a minimal stay. So that's good news for the Brewers. And for fantasy managers, Adrian Hauser is the guy we have tentatively lined up for two. Uh, again, these are all tentative. These are our best guesses. And check back closer to Sunday for a better look at, at the grid with more information. Uh, Adrian Hauser versus Philly at Washington. He's been okay, but I just don't trust him. So I'm going to give him a two, I think. Yep, with you. I'm, I'm with you there. Okay, Bailey Ober. Are you still on the Bailey Ober train, Todd? I'm not off of it. I mean, he hasn't done. He's been he's been hurt, so I can't yeah. like say, "Look, I was right," or or you know, like I would do that anyway. But um, he hasn't in the limited innings. He hasn't you know knocked me off yet. So sure, I'm still on it. I I picked him up on this mock. It was later. I don't love these matchups, but um, yeah, you know, versus the Yankees versus Tampa Bay. Tampa's not Tampa. I mean, they're a good team, but offensively, they actually yeah. strike out a ton. And Franco's right now pitching. on the IL. And Franco's now on the IL, exactly. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I got I got Ober as a three this week. I can understand why that might be high, but I'm going to go three. Yeah, I had him as a two, but I got you down as a yeah, that's three definitely. That's on right. Bailey Ober. You're taking uh, me under. Carlos Carrasco's been a nice story this year. Uh, six and one. Yeah. At San Diego, at LA. Given those matchups, you know, LA still scares me, and San Diego's been okay. So, I'm going to give him a four, but. Maybe, like you said, grading on a curve this week. Maybe Carrasco should be a, a five. Uh, I may need to make an adjustment to my baseline with Carrasco. I think he's, I think you're right. He's proven, uh, you know, he's going to be okay. I'm still going to say three, though. Um, but I can see where I might, that might change come Sunday. Gotcha. Check out Todd's, uh, not only the Z files, but the weekly pitcher rankings and weekly hitter rankings. Uh, Nestor Cortez, I'm going to give him a five because he's been so good at Minnesota <laughs> versus the Cubs. I was sitting and waiting on this. Uh, I had the five all reserved for Nasty Nestor. So, uh, yeah, he's I, been. I, I was running our earned auction values. He's been like a top five pitcher, roughly. So, yeah, he name. may. I don't know for sure. He may end up just looking at some of the. It might be Kyle Wright, but he may end up on top of the rankings this week. Unless a one-start guy sneaks in just because these two starts aren't that great. Yeah, loving Nestor Cortez. That rotation in New York is just silly. Um, Tyone the other day, I mean, the, the near perfecto. Yeah, they, they're as if, you know, we should be talking about their offense, but their pitching has been fantastic. And, you know, and you lose Chapman, you plug in Holmes, and he's save after save. You know, Holmes was walking a fine line yesterday. Plunked Mike Trout. I think the yeah. load the bases, but then yeah. he got out of it. He got done. He got it done. Are you going to – I know you just put yourself on mute with those sirens, but um, I'm wondering if Clay Holmes keeps that job after Chapman returns. I think it's a possibility. Uh, Cole Irvin at Atlanta, at Cleveland. The guy somehow is a sub-3 ERA. I don't know how Irvin continues to do this, but – Tip of the cap to him and tip of the cap to the uh, Oakland A's because actually Irvin's gone at least five 
in every single start and in and every start since opening day is opening day start not actually starting on opening day his first start of the season ever since then he's allowed three or fewer earned runs in all those so i gotta give him more love the atlanta matchup you don't love but uh i think i'm gonna give cole irvin a three are you on mute still todd Todd, uh, I think you may still be on mute. Todd, I can't hear you, bud. Your uh, mic might have... There you go. No, I keep... I'm hitting it, but I'm not hitting it hard enough. Um, I don't want to break it. I don't want to break it. Who was the reliever? Oh, you were talking about... Was it Holmes you were talking about? Yeah. Uh, right when I went on mute. I forget. There was, you asked kind of a question. Not so much well, a I was kind of wondering if you thought maybe he... Uh, would oh, yeah. The re- yeah. Well, it's announced that he will. Whether it's oh, permanent really? or not, I don't know. Hmm. Um, I, I think maybe it was, as they said, I think the, it was something like Chapman isn't guaranteed to get the job when he comes back. I see. Okay. So, you know, read you know, between the lines. Irvin, I've always kind of been on Irvin a little bit. Um, and I do have him as a streamer. Uh, I'm not going to give him, I think I'm giving him a two or a one, but I'm probably going to use him. Okay, so... I'll he put doesn't you down as a two for now. He doesn't. I mean, you, you kind of mentioned why. Yeah, I'll go two. You kind of mentioned why in that he hasn't had a disaster. Does that mean he's due for one, or does it mean Oakland, you know, does a good job of getting him out of there before it occurs? You know, mm-hmm. um, I do think they. You know, I know they've torn things down, but they still. I still consider them like a fairly smart organization. Maybe that's yeah. mistaken, but no, I think so. I think so. They, they do seem to do a good job developing some of these yeah. guys. Like Blackburn this year is, is they're on the crazy. road, which I don't love. Yeah. But I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with two just because it's more of a money where my mouth is and I know I'm gonna use them. Ranger Suarez has been a disappointment for me. I wasn't expecting anywhere close to his run in the rotation last year, but I thought at his price, like around pick two hundred or whatever it was, uh, made some sense, but it's been pretty brutal for him. At Milwaukee. Versus Arizona, I kind of like this two-step, but is Ranger Suarez even a two? I think I'm going to give him a two, but that feels a little high. I'm going to give him a a two with an asterisk of that. Of it's still, I'm kind of with you. You kind of alluded to it. I still have a little bit of residual. I like. I know he didn't prove it, but I like his stuff. Yeah, sort of thing that I think he's going to be better. So I am going to. I'm going to go on with the two. Um, you know, at Milwaukee is not as daunting as it has been in the past. Just way too much traffic on the base paths right now for Ranger Suarez. That is one true. five six whip. That is twenty two well, walks and forty eight innings. Yeah, you can't with that defense. You simply cannot walk batters, right? Right. You right. know. <laughs> yeah, you do not want to, you know, shoot yourself in the foot and make it yeah. harder to. Yeah. You don't want to fight uphill with that defense behind you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Jose Quintana versus Detroit at Atlanta. He's been really strong, Quintana. Uh, this one feels like a little bit of a trap, though, for me, because, you know, Quintana's been around forever. We know who he is. He had a 6.43 ERA last year, and, you know, over a full season, he hasn't had an ERA below four since, what, 2016? So I'm expecting quite a bit of give back over the months to come with Quintana. You like the Detroit matchup, but I'm still going to give him. I think I'm going to put him on the Suarez level. Actually, no, I think I'm going to give him one notch below. I think I'm going to give Quintana one. I am too. Yeah. And that's and that's one higher than I thought I'd ever give him. 
you know well put um same especially like you know a couple of years ago i didn't yeah. think we'd really be talking about him much anymore but good for quintana sticking around blake snell versus the mets versus colorado so you love to see you know them getting colorado uh, away from cores uh, the mets and petco don't you know strike a ton of fear in your heart but snell's got a 480 ra See since he returned, how deep is he going? Uh, he went six, so six is last time out in five and a third. <sighs> Hard to know which what kind of version Blake Snell is at this point, but I think I'm going to give him a three because mostly because of name value. But... Yeah, I think also I, I was say, I'm gonna, I was thinking four because of name value. Mm. Um, I have, I have to check to see if this is still holding true. Historically, lefties against Colorado. You know, when lefties at home has always been a great matchup. Yeah, so, that's I had that in my head too. Yeah, I don't so, know if it still holds. Yeah, up. I mean, even in a short sample, I mean, you know, at some point it has to flip. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. Ooh, it's such a risky four. Um, but I look at where I have them preliminary ranked. All these guys are just so high. But it's just because it's such a cruddy week for two start starters. It, 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 it it's like a, it's like grading on a curve. But I want to grade. You know, normally. Things are such that you don't have to worry about that. But these are such cruddy ones that, you know, on, for the week, he's one of the top 10 two-star pitchers. But normally he'd be like one of the top 30. It's just the way they go. Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him a four. four okay. I guess I'm combining grading on a curve versus um, what I actually feel. Well, I hope it's a four-week for Snell because yeah. you know, he's struggled for the most part this year and again hurt, so. Hopefully he's uh, enjoys a nice little double dip this weekend. Here's a scary two step for you: Robbie Ray at Houston versus Boston. Oh, <laughs> if you if you invested in him, you've hated what you've gotten so far, and you're probably not going to like what's to come. So, you know, I'm not saying drop him, but I don't know if I can go higher than like a two. Yeah, I mean, I, if you're not, okay, I like to say if you're not going to start a guy for two start week, why have him? I, I can sign off on benching Robbie Ray this upcoming week. Um, yeah, Nolan matchups. Gorman just Nolan Gorman just crushed a, a ball in court and cut in Wrigley Field. Um, Is it a homer? Yeah, Stroman. Stroman looked really good to start the game. Mm-hmm. He's given up at least, at least four homers, maybe more. Jeez, the, wow. the Cardinals are are getting to Marcus Stroman. Uh, Wrigley Field. I don't know if the, the wind is actually swirling. Yeah. Um, but yeah, left they, to uh, right, I saw. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Stroman is, has been Goldschmidt got him for one. I know that and then Goldschmidt's up again, but yeah, um, this is all vampic because I have no idea what to do with Robbie Ray. I'm going to say two. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, I could, I could see, I could see sitting. I mean, cause when his stuff is on, I don't care who he's pitching against, you know, you can strike guys out left and right, but it just hasn't been, hasn't been there. Yeah. It's, he's kind of a, uh... Turned back into not fully who he used to be, but he's given a lot. I back. feel as though with my rankings this week, I need to do them. You know, do them what they say. If it, if a guy's in the top twenties of five, and then drop him down one because it's such a weird week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Ray is ranked as a three, so dropping him down one, I think, is a two. I like that call. What about Carlos Rodon? You can put him in that five mix. I mean, I'm thinking about it, even though the second one is against the yeah. Dodgers. I just Compared to these other guys we've ranked. Yeah, he comes out in the top five overall. I haven't yeah. adjusted for innings yet and have adjusted for recent performance. I, 
didn't, I'm not quite my initial preliminary or, or, or pre pre preliminary. I'm going to give him a five. I mean, you know, when he's healthy, he's still, I know he's had a couple of hiccups, but it may my LA. Um, uh, yeah, no, it's still a five. Yeah, that one's sorry, just knocked the mic. Oh, it probably because I'm kind of like, eh, it probably should be a four. And eh is an interesting term, by the way. Um, you know, it's it's we, when we go to fantasy school, there's a chapter on eh, but uh, I'm gonna go four, I'm gonna switch it to a mm. four. Okay, I'll get you down for a four. I, mm, I think he's better than he's been past. I'm waffling, mm, waffles. <laughs> I do love waffles, waffles <laughs> over uh, pancakes for me all day, by the way. Um, Dakota Hudson at Tampa Bay versus Cincinnati. I don't know how he does it, but Dakota Hudson just keeps doing it. That gets the Reds at home, and we mentioned Tampa Bay is not the scariest offense right now. It does feel like a house of cards with Dakota Hudson, but yeah. um, I have him in Tower Wars head to head. I've been loving the points he's been putting up. So I'll start him there. I'll probably start him in one other. So I guess that's two maybe he's a three but i think i'm leaning two just given the quality of the stuff just isn't so great yeah i'm i'm, I'm gonna go three i'm gonna go three but I'm, i understand you know we, where, where you are coming from as far as that goes yeah but i mean good pitching venues um you know i prefer more dominant pitcher but strikeouts are down and if strikeouts are down i don't you know, i don't know if they're down linearly if even a guy like Hudson, if his strikeout rate drops, you know, proportionately, I don't know how that all, I don't know how that's playing out, but it, it, it probably hurts you less. So you said your tout voice team last I checked, I know you're, you know, you don't like to jinx yourself, but you were doing pretty well, huh? Yeah. Sitting in first at the moment. And uh, Ariel Cohen was putting a hurting on me this week, but then I had Cortez and Banoa and I think Hudson yesterday. So I uh, yeah good. the day before, so I close that gap and definitely going to be a slugfest with Ariel. Uh, one of the, well, I think champion a couple years ago. Then Frank Stample won last year. I'm trying to get over the hump and uh, secure a win. Uh, maybe Hudson will, be, will help me get to a title. Actually, the guy opposing Dakota Hudson on uh, Tuesday will be Corey Kluber. He gets to so it's versus St. Louis at Minnesota. Klubot's uh, not quite the same Klubot, but. He's not bad. I kind of wish I'd gotten a share or two because he was so cheap. Uh, total of two earned runs allowed his last two outings. He did have that one against Baltimore where we only went three, but he's routinely going six. So I think I'm going to give have to give Klubot a four. Yeah, I think I'm heading there too. I mean, you mentioned um, the innings in points leagues like Tout Wars is, and, in, in you know, like a lot of leagues out there, when strikeouts are down, like we're talking about, innings become paramount because they count in scoring, yeah. right? So it's even more important to, you know, if you're not getting the strikeouts from your pitchers, get the points out of innings. So I know that we're we're raining on a we're ranking on a five by five scale, but it's just something to think about in general. I'm going to go four as well for Kluber. Um, that Minnesota offense, I, I mean, it's just. It's not. I think it will click, but it's it's not clicking yet. And it's out. It's you know down Korea. And Buxton's been and Buxton, a real well, funk. Uh, I keep thinking he's going to bounce out. You know, I picked him the third round of the mock. Um, 
surprised he lasted to the third. Actually, that's probably all due to his recent slump. Yeah, my you know my um, we did it on fan tracks, and when you draft in midseason, you can click the button to say not to do it, but it defaults and starts adding up the stats from opening day. And my team was in last place by a ton. And I don't, I don't know. I'm not going to do well, I'm glad we're in last because that means I'm going to the future. You know, I mean, I'm drafting, you know, I may have been too obstinate about um, adjusting my expectations for slow starters. So I'm not going to say it's a good thing that I'm in last. I don't think it's a bad thing if you're in first. I don't think, you know, I don't think it means that you're drafting too much based on recency bias. I just think it's just what it is. It is what it is. But um, I just said, you know, one of the reasons I was in last is because I took Byrick Buxton in the third round. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it right now. I do think, <laughs> you know, things will get better. But, of course, you got to worry about the injuries, too, with him. And one last thing on Corey Kluber, just because I noticed it, you know, in the towers head-to-head, we get points for quality starts as well. Mm-hmm. Five quality starts is last seven turns for Kluber, so... Uh, another thing to consider just because you know on the Rays, going six for a lot of guys is not a given but for kluber they seem okay with letting him go six pretty uh routinely next up john gray who i keep getting sucked in because i look at his whip and i'm like ah, you know he's better days probably ahead for gray and he did have that seven <coughs> excuse me seven inning one run 12k gem but Feels kind of foolish to go chasing after the 12 Ks, but still at Cleveland at the White Sox, I'm going to give John Gray a a two, a a two, two. a a two. I'm kind of with you on a two. Derek Davier would have given him a 2.5, but we're uh, yeah we're 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 not allowing decimals. My my 2.5 is a two. Yeah, I'm going to go a three, and a lot of that could be confirmation bias or whatever it be that. I thought he'd be good going in, and I think he may be turning a corner. So I'm going to go a three, and I'm not scared. You know, the, the, at 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 the White Sox, the, and the, talk about another offense that's banged up. And I kind of wonder if uh, Larus is on the hot seat after Girardi. Although I, I think Reinsdorf and Larus are like friends, so probably not going to happen. Mm, yeah, that's been another one of the biggest disappointments in baseball this season. A uh, Ross Stripling. By the way, this is completely unrelated, but Stripling used to play for the Dodgers, and uh, I asked James this, and he, he said he never would have got it if I didn't tell him. You know who uh, leads the NL and ERA among qualified starters? It's not Ross Stripling. No. Um, it's, it's a Dodger. As well, I, I mean, it's going to be something like Gonsolin if, we're, if you're asking yep. the question. Yeah, I wouldn't have known, but, I mean, you know, I mean. I kind it's of just you know name it just redo the question name an under an off an, an under the radar Dodgers pitcher. Yeah. I mean it was here yeah. you know Ure, Ureas is having a good year ERA wise too, but actually Gonsolin's on some kind of weird streak, isn't he? He's just been out of this world lately. Yeah, so yeah. but good if not, you grabbed him on the cheap. It's not all backed by underlying metrics, but um you know it's not complete luck either. Yeah, he's popping up really high on our earned values, Gonsolin. That just popped in my head because, I, you know, Stripling used to pitch for them. And kind yeah. of, for some reason, I have Stripling and Gonsolin kind of tied together uh, historically in my head. But Stripling at KC, at Detroit, pretty good matchups, but... Hmm. At four innings and at three can, innings. I mean... Yeah, can, I can't go more than one. Can you trust... Yeah, I, mean, I think you have to... I think you have to start him. 
because I don't think he gets crushed, but I don't know that he's going to go five innings either. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what, I think that's what one is, you know. So yeah. All right, so one. Well, yeah. that'll do it. You were right that it's a pretty ugly group of two star oh, pitchers man. this week. But uh, let's recap our grades. Madison Bumgarner, I say two Todd one. Tyler Gilbert zero. Kyle Wright, I say four Todd five this week, graded on the scale. And yeah, I mean maybe he deserves that anyway. Kyle Bradish one Todd zero. Garrett Whitlock four. Michael Waka three. Hunter Green, I say two Todd one. Graham Ashcraft, I say two Todd one. Cal Quantrill, three. Connor Pilkington, I say one Todd, two. Herman Marquez, one. Michael Kopech, four. Christian Javier, I say four Todd, five. Uh, Brad Keller, one. Daniel Lynch, zero. Noah Syndergaard, three. Trevor Rogers, I say two, reluctantly. Todd <laughs> says one. Adrian Hauser, two. Bailey Ober, I say two Todd, three. Carlos Carrasco, I say four Todd, three. Nestor Cortez, five. Cole Irvin, I say three, Todd, two. Ranger Suarez, two. Jose Quintana, one. Blake Snell, I say three, Todd, four. Uh, Robbie Ray, two. Carlos Rodon, I say five, Todd, four. Dakota Hudson, I say two, Todd, three. Corey Kluber, four. John Gray, I say two, Todd, three. And then Ross Stripling, one. Great stuff today, Todd, as always. I wanted to say, too, I really am enjoying, enjoying the pairing on MLB Network Radio with you and Eric Halterman. Um, Eric Halterman, one of our up-and-coming stars here at Roadwire, and you guys do a great job on the show. He's taken over for me on that show, and I actually was able to catch last week's program, uh, I guess not live technically, but at its during its actual air date. Right. And a fun trivia question to kick things off. I just wanted to... You know, mentioned that I thought you guys were doing a great job. <laughs> yeah, he didn't hit. Yeah, you know, we pre-recorded again today. He didn't hit me with a trivia question this week. That was a fun show. Uh, we're off the following week, but you can hear us tomorrow. I don't know the time. It's either one, four, or seven. Remember how that is? We just never knew. Yeah, it jumps it around. upon the game times. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, it's been it's been good with Eric. Uh, been uh, you know having to break in a new partner. You know, got to do what you got to do. Yeah, I'm just just kidding. But um, well, get, no, you're getting fun. that bats, you. and you're. Uh... Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Like uh, mentoring him. Yeah, no, uh, it's 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 you know, not a whole lot to you know, I just kind of let him do his thing. Yeah, and he's doing it well. No, I appreciate that. Um, yeah. but yeah, um, it's been good and uh miss you, but it's it's fine. And uh, you know, I get I get I get you this hour, so you know, we're yeah. gonna be switching over on the uh, fantasy channel soon enough to the to the football crew. So uh get us for the next what is it, like pretty much a month at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you guys will be continuing on on. Oh, uh, we'll, yeah, yeah, yeah we're going to stay. You and I yeah. on this this podcast through. Oh, absolutely, uh, through the yeah. End of the season. yeah. But sure. uh, yeah, I thought that was fun. And that trivia question, by the way, was which member of the six hundred Homer Club played for six different teams? I think was the question. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, actually, the first name I'm kind of embarrassed to admit this. First name that popped in my mind was like Griffey played for, you know, Mariners, Reds, White Sox. Did he go anywhere else? But it was actually Jim Tomey. So. I, I, I would have had to have looked up the 600 homer players, mm-hmm. which I, I should know, but I don't. And I still might not have. I would have like, it's not this guy. It's not Tomei. It's not this guy. And I would not have guessed it. I thought anyway, that was so. fun. And yeah, good pairing, good stuff on that show. And check it out if you can on MLB Network Radio. And come hang out with us next Friday if you can. Good luck this weekend and talk soon on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast.